1: Thank you for downloading and pressing play. Ooh, got a bit of morning voice right now. Anyway, uh, I promised you last week I was going to take some time off in between seasons and (laughs) here we are. This is it. We have a couple of special shows coming up over the next couple of weeks before we dive back in and begin Season 8. But at the last minute, I decided to add this one into the mix because I thought it would be fun to revisit the very first episode of the show. On Halloween, which was the third anniversary of the podcast, I thought, I hadn't listened to the pilot in a long time. I'm not sure if I've ever listened to it since the, the first time it dropped. So I popped it in, listened to it, and I, I, I enjoyed it so much. I sat there going, I need to share this. This I think, I think the, the other people, the, the tens of listeners, would also get a kick out of this in terms of listening to what the show was like at the beginning. And surprisingly, you're going to find it's not that different. It's it's really incredible how many things are sort of already there that we didn't know were already there. There are comments and observations and stories that we would go on to repeat dozens of times. Uh, I think the chemistry between me and Matthew was was already very apparent, and uh, it was just uh, so much fun to kind of think back October 2018 when this whole journey was beginning. Uh, if you can get past my constant apologizing for the length of the show, then uh, I think you're going to enjoy it too. <laughs> show length, wasn't that wasn't that cute when I was freaking out if it went over an hour? <laughs> Oi. Now, one thing that has evolved a little bit is my sound editing skills. So I did pull up the original files and I was able to tweak the levels a bit and actually I think this is a uh, better cleaner listen than if you were to go back and listen to the original post so um, why don't you consider this a digitally remastered uh, criterion collection of uh, what we all know will be considered someday a classic yeah okay sure. So, now for you to enjoy in its entirety, a rerun flashback to Season 1, Episode 1 of The Facts of Life, called Rough Housing, which had an original air date of August 24th, 1979. Let's face the facts for the first time with Matthew Arder. Hi, welcome to the first episode of Let's Face the Facts. I'm your host, David Almeida. I'm an actor in Orlando, Florida, and this is the podcast where I sit down with an actor or artist friend, we watch an episode of the classic 1980s sitcom, The Facts of Life, and then I hit record. We synopsize, we analyze, we hypothesize, contextualize, and very often criticize the show. This hopefully leads to other sidebar conversations about anything and everything entertainment, and hopefully you find it entertaining too. My guest for the very first episode is my friend, Matthew Arder. He's a local theme park actor, a drag performer, a comedian. I've known him for almost a decade now. We've worked at some various theme park attractions together. I've been a fan of his Carol Channing tribute show, and his drag alter ego, Carol Lee, who hosts Twisted Sisters Bingo at Hamburger Mary's in downtown Orlando every Tuesday night, and you can also find him performing wacky characters on the streets of uh, one or two well-known theme parks, and I'm very lucky that I have quite often been able to do that right alongside him. He's also a very gifted singer and musician, and he's just one of the funniest people I know, and... We had so much fun, and I'm apologizing in advance for how many times I snort, laugh in this. It's just, anyway, it is what it is. Uh, The the episode we viewed was The Pilot, Season 1, Episode 1, called Rough Housing original air date was August 24th, 1979. Because it's the first show, uh, Matthew did some research. I, I mean, he did it on his own. I was so honored he gave me that time. And as a result, we made a very deep dive, a pleasantly deep dive uh, into a lot of stuff around and about the show, but not about the episode itself. It's kind of just getting things started and ramping it up. Do not let this episode scare you away that it takes us almost 35 minutes before we start actually talking about the show. I promise in the future we'll get into shows a little bit better, but a little bit more quickly. And um, this is just a one-time thing. Maybe at the beginning of each season we'll kind of do something like this. So, without any further ado, here we go. Let's get it started. Matthew Arder. So here I am, in the <laughs> studio, with Matthew.
0: Oh, sorry. I didn't know you were going. I'm
1: going. I'm here. We've already started. Oh. We have just finished watching Season 1, Episode 1, The Pilot. The one that started it all. Heaven bless.
0: Well, it's... It really wasn't as terrible as you would think, was it? Uh huh. I mean, I didn't. I you what you, you think of it, and you're like, oh, uh, that was terrible. But then when you watch, you're like, well, it's not that bad. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, it was terrible. okay. Knowing what was to come, if it was this show, and there was nine years of this show.
0: Well, and that's why I think it's important to get a mindset of what was going on in the world at that time.
1: And I believe Matthew has come prepared and did some research. I did. You did. Now, you know, I, I listened to the My Favorite Murder podcast, and they talk about how, oh, we thought we're just we're just two chicks talking about true crime. Let's do a podcast. And then they went, fuck, we have to do a book report every freaking week. And so I'm glad. I, I have no desire to do that. You've done my work for me.
0: Well, I feel like this kind of research that I did was... Was... Um... For the whole season, okay. You know what I mean, that's fine. Like maybe I'll do this level of research for season two.
1: Maybe you know what I mean,
0: <laughs> like the premiere of season two, just to find out yeah. what was going on.
1: Maybe I need to have you back as the premiere as each season progresses. That would be great. I would love to do that. So so talk to us. Okay. Let's journey back to August twenty fourth, yeah, nineteen seventy nine.
0: Seventy nine. Seventy
1: nine. When not I was not even eighty.
0: Huh? Not even eighty. No. 79
1: yeah now granted only four episodes of this show aired in 1979 yeah there were four that means of them
0: they were filmed when
1: in the summer 79 of 79 <laughs> what I'm saying is though this we call I call this a 1980s sitcom because sure. from of 201 episodes four of them came out in 79 it's the 80s yeah culturally didn't really become the 80s till about 83. okay that's America talk to me
0: well, first of all, it's important to know, obviously, it's a, a spin off of Different Strokes. Different Strokes. Which was only at the end of its first season. Yeah. That's... So we'd only had one season of Mrs. Garrett, and <laughs> fucking NBC was like, we what? fucking love her! <laughs> get
1: <laughs> get it, her out of get here! Get her a show! <laughs>
0: get her off this be sinking ship. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um and she had it written into her contract that if it failed,
1: she comes She back. could come back, mm-hmm.
0: which is interesting again because it was around that time period where you had just watched Norman Lear spin off, fucking everything. Uh, yeah. So like she had seen Phyllis not do well. Yeah. And then suddenly Clarice Leech turns out of a job. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Her friend, dear friend Clarice Leech. Turned to your. Uh, Funny, you want... I went to that one, didn't it? Yeah. That's <laughs> like foreshadowing. <laughs> Um. Oh. So they thought it would be a good idea to do a female version of look, "Welcome Back, Cotter." Is that what this was? That's what this was. Oh no! A girl's answer to
1: "Welcome Back, Cotter." But but a private school, priv a privileged private upstate New York school versus right. an inner city. Was "Welcome Back, Cotter" New York, or was it like Chicago yeah, or, or
0: Philadelphia or something? Was I? I Boston, should,
1: Baltimore. It wasn't Boston. I know where that. was it. I don't know. Uh, whatever. Okay, Google. Okay. <laughs> um, Wait a minute.
0: So, no. f- um, so that's what the idea was, right?
1: <laughs> that was um, the concept. Okay. Wow. This I did not know. So continue. So NBC was in the shitter at this point. Oh, number. F- it was. It, there were only three networks, and it, it was, was number four. four. <laughs> it was that bad, and it's so funny. This predates the 80s and 90s particularly the you know the 90s when suddenly must see, must see thursday happened and i mean nbc ended up you know but yeah in the 70s abc was the giant they had the happy days and laverne and they it's funny they had the popular shows they had the happy days laverne and shirley three's company love american style charlie's angels six million dollar man cbs had the critically acclaimed shows they had the norman lear shows yeah well all in the family was number i bet you cbs cbs had the mary tyler moore show they had the carol burnett show i don't know that's research i did not do and i do not care to do as far as um ABCs. I feel like it was ABC, maybe by a narrow margin, but definitely NBC. Last Fox. I
0: feel like it was CBS.
1: Was number one.
0: I feel like
1: because it had all in the family and 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 all the spinoffs. Maybe it was CBS. I could be wrong. But I was trying to. I thought Uh, I as a kid. I mean, I mean, when my dad was a kid and watched TV in the seventies. Shut up. Um. No, when I was a kid, the shows that appealed to me, I feel like I watched ABC more. So that's that's my egocentrism coming into it. Dan, okay. I didn't write down, and I did look it up. So NBC was last place. I didn't write place.
0: down what NBC's big shows were.
1: Oh, yeah. It was like Little House on the Prairie, maybe?
0: Um like they, was... they were surviving on like certain
1: shows and yeah, Stan, oh, I, I've I seen I've seen a documentary and I know what you mean, yeah.
0: But like I mean, they were up against shows like um, their opening night on ABC was Fantasy Island.
1: Yes, because Saturday... Which a
0: huge hit.
1: Yeah, huge.
0: And their premiere episode, of, guess, Facts of Life premiere episode, is where Eve Plum plays a swimmer that was paralyzed in a car accident <laughs> and comes to the island to get fixed. Well, um, well, Peter Graves plays a, a clothier who is down <laughs> on his luck and wants to kill himself so his family can have his his um, insurance. <laughs> Meanwhile, over on CBS is The Incredible Hulk. Oh. Another, I
1: guess, at the time, huge Oh, hit. yeah. As was, yeah, we um, had Wonder Woman. 70, and yeah, 79 Wonder Woman was it, were wrapping itself up. At
0: this in point. this episode, David Banner befriends a rock star named Lisa Swan, who is being dominated by her manager.
1: Oh. <laughs> so. so I'm going to turn into a green dude and beat him up.
0: So you have the choice between Eve Plum <laughs> in a wheelchair, <laughs> David Banner with the 1979 rock star, or Mrs. Garrett. Mrs. Garrett. Everybody's I mean, favorite from different strokes. Yeah, I
1: mean, not even a season.
0: She has to have her own show. On a show, with, with, uh, with, uh, and the subject matter is lesbianism.
1: <laughs> the, so yeah, the how opening, could
0: this not do well?
1: I, it, it, it had nowhere to go but up. But let's, can we, can we, can we stop a moment? It managed to, by the
0: way, because it was 74th in the race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead.
1: The, yeah. Stop we'll, a moment. We'll, we'll talk about um, later about how, Literally, the show lasted, it made it into a second season literally because the brass at NBC said, it's easier to fix a show we already have correct, than to try and create, produce, and yeah. build a show from scratch. So it was just, again, we are in the shitter. We have no money to produce a new show. <laughs> what
0: do we got to lose? What have, exactly. Really?
1: <laughs> it was, exactly. and And who would have thunk what it would eventually bring, but let's go back to Fantasy Island. Okay. These are the sidebar conversations I hope to have many, many of yeah. over the next 200 episodes. What the fuck?
0: Well, That's well.
1: all I have to say about Fantasy. What? The? It's like, um, you know, what? what's this dude's here? Well, Tattoo, he has always wanted to climb the tallest volcano in the world, and it happens to be here on the other side of the island.
0: And he has no legs. <laughs> It's, but oh. we know he's got legs because it's Dick Van Patten playing yeah. that part. And it's <laughs> it's um, just sitting in a chair
1: that, where yeah. the legs go into the bottom of the chair and it's hilarious. It was, it was on for so long. And I watched it as a kid, but again, we were kids. You know, yeah. the stories, didn't, the stories it, no. didn't see yet. I think as an adult, it would be unwatchable. When it's like, Annette Funicello, she is a ventriloquist. And she <laughs> is having trouble separating the personality of her puppet from her. Who beats her. Yeah, who beats her. And so then they bring, you know, like Mr. Rourke, you know, like your fucking travel guide can do, brings your marionette to life. And it's yeah. Barbara Bach? Yeah. And
0: they never really explained how he had these powers or yeah. anything.
1: Yeah. Ken Reed, who does another podcast that I greatly admire, he says, he's like, I'm, because I am 100% sure Mr. Rourke was the devil, even though they dressed him in well, white. Well, there's that theory. There's, I, I, there's I'm not theory. sure I could. Disagree. fantasy
0: island is there's a whole theory about it where it's, it's hell or seven layers of hell <gasps> yeah oh yeah it's like people have way too much time their in there to think that much into fantasy yeah. island it's... instead
1: <laughs> of important things Cause...
0: like facts of life
1: <laughs> we have our priorities <laughs>
0: clearly <bitch>. okay We <laughs> don't need no stinking guest stars yeah
1: <laughs> um so continue so, okay. what else what else well, any, so any leading else? into
0: the hit shows of of of, um, you know, it's always important to give your new show a good lead in. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yes. Um, so on NBC, right before the premiere of Facts of Life, Rough House show um, <laughs> was Here's Boomer.
1: Here's Boomer. The dog show. Yeah.
0: The dog show. And it was what? like Highway to Heaven, for, but with a dog, <laughs> like this stray dog. Comes out and just goes from town to town helping people. And so it was like Batman level stars on <laughs> as guest stars well, every week. Well, that sounds like the
1: Incredible Hulk, though. Because that's technically what, what... Is that what he... What, oh, that's right. They he would just walk into the next town. Yeah, he'd just walk here. into the next town and meet the next <laughs> poor shit upon soul yeah. and help them out. Yeah. That's <laughs> so... And get wow. angry. Wow. Here's Boomer. And... um, I remember that. I never watched it, but it I do remember. It was like the
0: TV version of Benji. Yeah. Is what
1: he was. Okay,
0: and you should really um, include a link to the opening um, credits. Credits of here's boomer. I will do because so because the song is just Upon awful. I it's I celebrating.
1: I do do requests. for celebrating the fact that here's boomer theme. Okay, that is happening. All right. What else? Anything else you want to add to that? Before? Oh, and
0: it's and it's out. And <clears> the show that came on after it. Was the wonderful pink lady and Jeff?
1: Oh no! That was the. That was NBC. the ten o'clock. Oh time my clock
0: God! On a Saturday night on NBC. Oh
1: no! And that was directly up against Cal Burnett. No, Cal Burnett had just gone off. Cal Burnett went off in '78.
0: Yeah, it would have been up against Family. Family. Probably. Seda
1: Thompson, Christy McNichol. Mark and Mindy. Mark and Mindy. What's the Robin, big one? Robin Williams, he was good.
0: On Wednesday night, CBS did the Wednesday night CBS Movie of the Week.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Which was uh, Ju- <coughs> Julie T. Portrait of a Teenage Runaway. Correct. Or. um. um yeah.
0: So like the other shows that were popular throughout the week at the time was like Laburn and Shirley was still
1: going strong. Oh fuck yeah! Um, I never missed an
0: episode. WKRP in Cincinnati. A little more grown up for me, but I little did more watch grown it and up enjoyed for me it too. Um, Hello, Larry! Oh. That steaming bomb from McLean yeah, Stevenson. McLean Stevenson.
1: Daughter played by daughter Ruthie played by uh, actress Michelle something. She's one of the Real Housewives now. She's married to the doctor on Botched. And she's one of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Kim, Kim Richards. Oh. Kim Richards played the daughter, in Hell, and she was hilarious. She was a funny child actress. Benson. Benson. Spin and off also of Soap, spin the off. wonderful
0: Stalker Channing show.
1: The, the the the. Do you the mean Stalker Channing just friends? No,
0: no. I see. I see where you might find yourself confused. Um, <laughs> Stalker Channing. El- elucidate me. In just friends was the show that was on the season before uh-huh. that they hated that yeah so again why not just bring this shit back <laughs> but let's give her a new name okay um her new her neighbor played by the same actress in the same exact role a new name <laughs> um it's going to kind of change her life a little bit like she's um she's now completely divorced
1: uh-huh. instead
0: of going through a divorce okay but she's a different character <clears throat> It's it was so kind they like the Lucy show to I love Lucy. Uh, uh, it's uh, like we get it. You're still Lucy and Apple. Yeah,
1: but, or the Lucy Show into here's, here's Lucy, Lucy. Exactly. Into, oh, okay. So the
0: Stalker Channing <clears> Show was
1: the reboot,
0: <throat> and it had the same theme song.
1: Um, <laughs> and and was she was reboot. so. I mean, Grease was 1978. That's all she, she had done, though. It, I mean, she had done a fuck ton of stage work and was very respected but Grease catapult. I mean, Stalker Channing was yeah. huge and rightfully so. She is amazing. I've never seen a better performance of a 32 year old playing a high school senior. Yeah, I was so worried. She was the oldest. Was so there. worried about getting pregnant. I'm like, <clears throat>
0: she can't get pregnant. <laughs> Don't worry, Kaniki. You're fine. Leave it in. Yeah.
1: We're approaching the 15-minute mark, and I just want to say it is not my intention to go this deep. This is just for... I'm sorry. No, no, no. To go this deep in future episodes. So if you're thinking, oh, fuck, I'm not going to be able to sit this out. This is just a season. This is a season opener. Matthew, you are now our Facts of Life historian. I have officially hired you for that. So we're going to continue with this. I'm now ready to talk about the cast. Okay. Are you really... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, but anything else? talk about like, Kim just, Field's you know. 10 auditions, and then we'll move down the list of...
0: She's the only black girl that auditioned, apparently. Really? That's what they said. Tootie wasn't written to be a black character, but she was the only black girl that auditioned. Wow.
1: Can you imagine that? Yeah. And she was almost not hired because she was too young. She is 10 years old yeah. on this show, and one of the reasons why they put her on roller skates, not just because they were racist, right. but also because they were literally thinking how do we make this little tiny child taller and look like she belongs in this throng and that's exactly what the the tactic was but she was a very decorated um, commercial actress um, yeah. on I gotta find the Mrs. Butterworth commercial I remember her very distinctly mm. Mrs. Butterworth I love you and the animated Mrs. Butterworth going oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm writing a note, Mrs. Butterworth. Commercial. I'll put this up on the on the blog as well. Um, okay, tell tell us uh, what else about the girls. Let's, um, let's do a let's do a rundown. Oh well, um, I just have
0: you know that Nancy,
1: Nancy, Julie um, Pekarski
0: Julie, um, no,
1: no, uh, Felice
0: Schlatter Felice Schlatter Schachter. Um, she was the the, having, the one with the long dark hair. Yeah. Uh, Just a lovely actress. Her line readings just give Um, you
1: hope. Yeah.
0: Um, She auditioned to be um, Dana Plato's part in different strokes. Oh, I think I do remember that. Yeah. So she was kind of
1: in the loop
0: at NBC for child actresses. And
1: with the Norman Lear, declare Jenna McMahon machine.
0: Okay. And she went on to do the movie Zapped. Was she in the movie Zapp? The wonderful
1: Scott Baio. And Willie
0: Ames. And Willie Ames. And now she's a special ed teacher in New York. Oh. Quit acting. Darn it.
1: (laughs) She quit acting so that she could work with mentally challenged and disabled people. Yes, It's not as far a leap as you might think. Julie Pekarski. Julie Pekarski. She's the one that plays Sue Ann, the one with the long blonde hair, not Lisa Welchel with the long blonde hair. Who is right. Blair. Right, the other pretty This is one. the other one with the long blonde hair who is not Julianne Haddock. The other one, the other other one with the long blonde It's like...
0: <laughs> I'm missing a page. I swear is to it? God.
1: Well, we also want to point out in the opening theme of this, yeah. for those who aren't actually watching the episodes and are just listening here, in the opening credits, they show all the girls and they show their characters' names in quotation marks. So it says, Julie Pikarski, quote, Nancy. Nancy see I can't even keep them straight and then it says Blair Welch uh, Black, Lisa Welch will quote Blair Yeah, it's one of those like yeah we can't keep track of them either we're hoping we can help <laughs> we're going to give you some cliff notes and maybe you can sort it out <laughs> and no continue the
0: wonderful um Natalie Green
1: Natalie Green Mindy Cone Mindy Cone
0: who is now the voice of Belma on Scooby-Doo.
1: On Scooby-Doo, yes.
0: Which I don't watch the new Scooby-Doo's because they're awful.
1: And I, she's I, have lovely. Not, I have not seen them. Um, what's but her guts? What's... She was a student at a girl's school yeah. somewhere outside of Hollywood. And when they brought them, according, I saw an interview with her. And they brought them in just to talk to them and get kind of a sense of the thing. And Charlotte Ray went, she is delightful and hilarious. You should write a part in this for her. I think the subliminal message is we don't have a fat girl in the show yet. <laughs> and,
0: But you look at her in that first season, that first episode, I wouldn't look at her and go, oh, she's the fat girl. Yeah.
1: No, not really. She's <laughs> she's 12. Yeah, exactly. But she certainly is different and looks different. And I think that's what made her because you know, she was going to a private girls school. And I'm sure the other girls look like the girls on this show. You they think? were The rich, pretty girls. All right. Yeah. I, I imagine so. And I think I feel like is that I'm just not... your fantasy of what it would be like <laughs> to be <laughs> like like a Barbie doll. Night, yeah, about... Dreaming of the Barbie doll teenagers in God. a private girl school, that would be a no. Okay. But um anyway, so Mindy Cohn was a completely one hundred percent inexperienced actress and you can see it. They've talked about it in the documentaries yeah. that you see her trying to resist cracking up and laughing at her own jokes when the, the <laughs> audience laughs. And but to her credit, she develops a razor sharp comic sensibility by season she two. She really
0: does, and like there's some episodes where she just gets some great mm-hmm. line deliveries in yeah. that are so perfect. Like my favorite ever episode comes later when she's got the the lightning bolt hat.
1: On. Oh my god. Oh, the overnight. Yes, that's one of my favorites, too. She says, That's the final exam. Yeah, the goes, final. Tootie, you hit me with that pillow one more time, uh, and she said something, and she answered just without a beat. It's on. It's on, yeah. He's like, I hate that. She's like, Tootie, how many times would go there? These are my brainwave conductors. And it's her commitment. Dude explaining her quote-unquote thinking hat that we've never seen before <laughs> I god i cannot her. wait to get to that episode i that is one uh, of my all-time favorite. and you want to know you want to know why we love that episode why it takes place only in the bedroom it never goes outside the bedroom it is a play we are we like the theatricality of it because we are in fact theater people it just, is this. just throwing that out as a theory um so yes, you you bring up the girls and then I talk about them for 10 minutes. So oh, let no, me let you no, talk no. about no. them. that's
0: what I was going to say. I'm leading you into it. So, um, Molly Ringwald.
1: Mm-hmm. Never heard of her.
0: You would ne- I never... What happened to her? I know. <laughs> you would think by watching it, though, and the girl who plays Nancy in the first episode, the whole episode revolves around Nancy, when the rumors were going around that there were going to be some changes... Yeah. She didn't think she was going to be cut because there had been so many plot points around her character. She uh-huh. found herself to be we, a main Nancy Or Sue
1: Ann. Were we talking? The one, the lesbian. Sue Ann is the lesbian. No, the... Sue Ann is the pretty one. Isn't she?
0: Isn't Sue is the pretty one?
1: Um, oh, God. Cindy. Cindy. Cindy's the tomboy. Okay. So, Ju- the the wonderful Julie Ann Haddock. Yeah. How did she not make it in show business?
0: Well, she thought that she was safe because there were so many plot points around yeah. her in the first season. And I, yeah. So, that's... she didn't think that that was going to happen and to her.
1: She did an episode of Wonder Woman.
0: Felicia. Um, Felicia. Flack. She was the first one hired and the first one fired.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> gee we work for theme parks we what 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 is that like we've never experienced that in our i'm careers. just
0: picturing it like people leaving the trailer like i ain't getting on it <laughs>
1: um
0: and i think that's it isn't it shall well, we talk about the episode or you have more about the girls
1: um well we can since we're this is the beginning one we're, we're starting this dive we, we we can um we can spend i'm comfortable spending a little more time but again i'm warning and uh uh, pre-apologizing for it like I do because I'm an apologist but no this in future yeah. we're just going to get into the episodes but this is this Warn is a big people deal people how we're... awful the show is yeah 20 minutes in and okay to love something mm-hmm. is to be critical of it mm-hmm. I love this show mm-hmm. Facts we are of not... Life Facts of Life but this one that we're doing now the, the Facts of Life okay yeah this one yeah. not so much but um to, so, I'm gonna, we are going to be critical of the show. We're going to, for lack of a better term, rip it to shreds. Okay. Um, but know what we're doing so lovingly. And um, what was the other thing I wanted to say when you were talking about the girls? and uh, There's too many of the girls. Oh, I'm, I just want to say, in general, as you watch the delivery of the lines, and like you said, the line readings, even this early on, you really can already see the standouts. You're already like, yeah, Tootie is ten, and she's a little better than the rest. And Lisa Welchel, is, I mean, yeah. y- you commented. You were like, she's just beautiful. It's just, I mean, gorgeous. But clearly, uh, again, former Mickey, former Mouseketeer in the Mickey Mouse yeah. Club reboot. She'd been trained by the almost as close to the old studio system. <laughs> yeah, <you can. laughs> she she knew the nine old men. <clears throat> I'll bet you she <laughs> she knew what it meant to go but, back to one and. uh. <laughs> Yeah, probably the wild card in there is Mindy Kong, but you look and you're like, if you said, who of these girls are going to make the cut? If if a big cleansing was about to happen, if we were about to have a bloodbath from casting handed down, who is going to last and who's not? It's like Lisa Welchel, absolutely sure. there. And I think Kim Field's appeal and charm in her youth, I think she's right there. Probably the wild card would be Mindy Kong, but even that, it's like compared to the girl. The, the reading of the lines. Oh my God, Blair knows. He's a really cute boy. And he winked at me. Yeah. There's just,
0: oof. There was no warmth that was there.
1: Yeah, we we missed it. Uh, yeah. uh, we It was a little bit lacking. Anyway, it's fun to be at this point of revisiting the show and starting this journey and going back going, wow. Yeah. Where it, where it journeyed to and where it morphed and switched and... Uh, it's it's really bizarre. And sadly, these episodes, these first 13, this is going to be a slog because they are not good.
0: Well, uh, but it's interesting to watch. I mean, well the, the show is not great, but it's interesting. I was watching it tonight when we were watching it thinking, okay, it's 1979. It's a girls' school. And they've made the choice to have a relatively young man. Yeah. As the headmaster, Mr. Bradley, Mr. Bradley, who comes in, he's not unattractive by 1979 no, standards. No, you know, he's, he's a he's a solid seven. Yeah. And he comes in, and he's the one that wants to shake things up. He's the one changing the <laughs> the, the, the 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 curfew, yeah. while this woman, yeah, who wants to keep them back in the in the well, I guess the 1930s. If yeah. She said it,
1: it's been around for 50 years. in yeah. the, the 30s when she was. A
0: child but yeah. she's like got this overbite and i looked her up too she ain't done nothing
1: oh i thought she had a lot of like little character yeah that's exactly spread out yeah. over a long you know yeah so she's still live live she's still out there is she, she? was she was on well she's still uh, got those teeth I... <laughs> those were... <laughs> you can't miss them that's my favorite thing about watching these shows from
0: that time period people have their original teeth <laughs> And like not everybody had perfect teeth. Yeah, you see it that was, now on TV. Everybody's got perfect teeth. Yeah, it's Mrs. like carol has got some jacked up grill. <laughs> her tiny little dwarf teeth.
1: <laughs> dwarf okay. teeth. All right, so we're getting into the episode Inside. stuff now, and um, we will we'll come back to this whole Mr. Bradley thing, and and again, you're watching it going, dude, you're not long for this world. <laughs>
0: no, but um, and we okay, didn't, we didn't research who replaced him
1: yeah there was a leader, was but we don't need we don't need to know that we're let's live yeah. in the here and now okay. let's live in the moment He's headmaster um, right we now. we start with the original version of the theme song and it's actually a longer version mm-hmm. of the original theme song because we have the extra credits for the different strokes cast because we got to make sure we get that tie-in so in the opening credits Conrad Bain Dana Plato Todd Bridges and Gary Coleman all have a credit like they're on this show or, or does they it got say special guest stars? Guest stars. Are they, are they, they are special guest stars. But okay.
0: you have to imagine that they're trying to promote this show as best they can between here's Boomer and Pink Lady <laughs> and Jack <Jeff. laughs>
1: They're like, we're saving our freaking network, our work so next.
0: They take their one other hit, different strokes yeah. and they put in the in the fucking TV guide that you bought every week.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, with special an yeah.
0: advertising, and it that says. Thanks a lot. With everybody's favorite Arnold, yeah. is gonna be on it, so yeah. you gotta watch. It gets,
1: and we did, and America did. No, they
0: didn't. It was seventy fourth in the ratings.
1: <laughs> Somebody did. Um, okay, so we start with that. The opening, uh, s- this version of the opening theme, sung by the girls. S- n- no,
0: that's what it said. No, that's what it said. The girls were the singers, and Mrs. Garrett.
1: They, they, no, I don't. If, based on their acting talent, I don't believe for one second they sing that well. Did you hear the music? Did you hear um, I hear Mrs. Garrett. We do let Charlotte Ray sing since she is a musical comedy star of of yesteryear. Little Abner. Playing Little Abner and um, the B. Arthur production of Three Penny Opera on Broadway. She was the original <laughs> Mrs. Peachum. And she is on the recordings. Pull that up on Apple Music. Or maybe I could put that on the website. God, there's a lot of... Sub, God, this find, is becoming work. I'm not, I, I don't I don't think this also, was a good idea. You can also find some of her
0: stand-up, her early stand-up. Oh, yes. Stuff on YouTube.
1: Yeah, a lot of that, you know what? A lot of that has been making the rounds right now because we did just lose Charlotte Ray Dad. <laughs> we lost her what three weeks ago it's it's still very it's, it's very raw, very raw still, I still raw i wouldn't mention it to nancy mckeon if you talk to her <laughs> what i i you know what i have a i have a date to call her next week and i i will no, not I would. say that um so i believe the opening theme is just gloria loring's voice overlaid to sound like several voices because it does kind of sound like it it might just be studio singers, but. I thought it was still Gloria Loring who would be the one that would record the later seasons and who co-composed the song with her husband Alan Thick of Thick of the Night. <laughs> well, his talk Gro- show. Growing Pains. What was his show? Yeah, Growing Pains. Growing Pains. Oh yeah, he did Growing Pains. Too. Yeah, and also Gloria Thick of the Night. Thick of the talk Night show. <laughs> Yeah, and the Thick of the Night. <laughs> the the euphemism Thick of the Night with Gloria Loring produced, uh, Robin Thick. She Mm. is the mother, Alan Thicke and and Gloria Loring, who divorced after this. They are not... Because of this song, I think. (laughs) Because they... um, And they wrote the different strokes theme, too, but they never sang it. Mm -mm. But that's, again, it's all part of that same family. Um, And uh, so Gloria Loring, if you look at her early stuff, which I will be putting up on the website, she is an extraordinary singer. And in the late 60s, she was like... The new Barbara Streisand, she was like that new kid that sang older songs, but had a killer voice. She is Was she the new Barbara
0: Streisand, or was she the the new Helen Reddy,
1: Helen, or like Melissa Manchester? I don't eight, know that in she the late sixties 60- Barbara I, Streisand was she? Well, well, I'm no, no, no. What I'm saying is She's the like the Mimi hook Hines. the hook of Barbara Streisand was that in the early sixties she was that kooky, odd-looking kid in her thrift store clothes Mm -hmm. who was 18 years old on television. And in the early 60s, she wasn't singing rock and roll. She wasn't singing that new loud, noisy shit the kids were listening to. They're singing the songs that we like. She's singing Johnny Mercer and all the, you know, Mm Rodgers and Hart stuff. So what I'm thinking of is just from the standpoint of the super talented young singer that was not going the route of I'm singing the young people tunes. Got I it. want to be a pop singer, Got it. like Sonny and Cher. Gloria, Gloria Loring. Anyway, I'm gonna post Never. some of her uh, performances, and she is magnificent. I am i su- I I'm a super huge, uh, you're a huge Gloria belated, Loring fan, belated 40 years too late Gloria Loring fan, and uh, she's I
0: think it's like having a best friend named Marky Post. <laughs> 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 Jesus
1: okay let's get to this fucking episode now now i'm i'm we're we're just scene one see uh, scene one page one (laughs) let's do a pl travers and say interior house is that true should we have the house in the interior um okay they're preparing for the harvest fair Mm. yay Mm -hmm. a big event is happening so we've got Things happening. Things. So Missus Garrett. So D- busy, arrangements. You guys. They're arra- arranging arrangement things, and um, among the arrangements is a pig, and in comes Cindy. Lesbian. No, she is not a lesbian. She's a tomboy. She's, a tomboy. Sorry. She's the tomboy. She's got She's her the hair up in a baseball cap.
0: Everybody thinks is um, Daryl Hannah. <laughs> what? Say that again. She's the one everybody thinks is Daryl Hannah.
1: I I don't know. if you,
0: you thought of Daryl Hannah when she was around that age? That's what you think she'd look like. Jul- oh, people Julian had she, could it, yeah.
1: could have doubled for they Daryl Hannah?
0: A lot of people think she was Daryl <laughs> Hannah. Her acting level is about the
1: same. Uh, yeah, that's, we'll, we'll so, go with that.
0: She shows up and she's in charge
1: of the games at the yeah. Harvest Moon. Yes. And, and, and the pig games and. Peg, Pig. so that sort of tomboyish. I'm walking around in a baseball shirt, and I'm holding an animal, and my hair's on my head. And oh wow, what you know, that's my a hair's on my head. Yeah, like a lesbian. And <laughs> and then before we have a chance to blink, in comes Mr. Drummond and Arnold. I'm sorry, Mr. Drummond and Willis and Kimberly, Kimberly, who in the backdoor pilot of this show on Different Strokes was a student at Eastland. Is well, some... on
0: Different Strokes was a student at Eastland.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. On
0: the TV show. What, was she like, always? Not just on the pilot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I thought that was just suddenly a thing of at the end. Like, oh, by the way, Kimberly, is it? Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember season one that well. I Of Different Strokes? I, yeah. I didn't watch a lot of it. <laughs> Every
0: single time Mr. Drummond talks to Arnold, it sounds like he's going to molest him.
1: No! Stop! I swear to God. I there swear to God. There is a very special episode where they're like... He and what was his friend's Dudley? Dudley. When Arnold and Dudley and he gets tied up in like a bike shop and molested. It. it was oh. like it was a it was like, what the fuck is happening? It was like the it was like the Edith Bunker rape episode. Yeah. You're like, what is happening on yeah. my show?
0: First, like the um the AIDS on Mr. Belvedere episode. I <laughs> I'm not laughing at it. No, you can't help it on this episode. <laughs> Have you watched it, Cameron? Our friend Cameron Francis at work
1: found the clip by accident.
0: There's a whole thing after this, which I'm going to show you on Amazon Prime. Yeah,
1: we'll be we'll be posting the Mister Belvedere AIDS <laughs> episode, and we we probably shouldn't go any. <laughs> it's hilarious. I, let's let's read. We're going to do a dramatization right now. Okay. Hey Bartholomew, how are you? Well. Must not be too
0: bad. I've got AIDS. I don't
1: remember at all <laughs> what he said. I'm sorry. It's so wrong. It's so Mr. So Drummond shows up. So back to okay. Mr. Drummond and and uh, the, they show up. And, and oh,
0: he makes a point of mentioning her contract.
1: Yeah. Where well, he says, Mrs. Garrett, I really think you have to come back. And
0: If this doesn't go well, you can come back.
1: Yeah, you can come back. Yeah, basically saying. Little yeah. does she
0: know that they're going to replace her with what's her pussy.
1: And never mention her again. And Pearl, Pearl was the third one. The second the one was the Catholic. little, the, the little, the little silver-haired one that was yeah. Aunt Iola. And Iola on on the family. Bell, Bell, no, no. I- Bell was on Alice. Bell, that was Diane Ladd on Alice. Yeah, I don't remember what her name was, but she was the little tiny one yeah. with the huge waddle and the hair on the top of her head. She was yeah. Aunt. She was Edith Bunker's Aunt Iola and that that episode cuz every episode of all in the family was a was a message episode that message was uh oh, she's alone we have to ask her to live with us and she's like I got a boyfriend and we fuck oh you oh. know it was it was one of those what old people fucking <laughs> what is happen my world's i've entered crazy town you know it was <laughs> that
0: was the thought process when people watched the um Edith Rape episode yeah like what he's hard for Gene Stapleton no stop I don't up. understand
1: rape no rape is nice. <laughs> oh my god so but everything builds up too so we've got to talk about Mrs. Garrett Mrs. Garrett you can always come back here you know so I can mumble through my lines to you um, you sound just like Conrad Bain and it's like he's here it's like he's here yeah I watched a lot of Maud too mm. Um, Finally, it all builds up to the arrival of Gary Coleman. Mm -hmm. That's really what all of this is all about. This is the thing we absolutely had to have in this episode. Gary Coleman, otherwise known as Arnold. NBC's hottest star. (laughs) He was... was... At the time. It was like having
0: (laughs) Michael Jackson on your show. It was...
1: he was the cast of friends of it his was. day It was, he like was having having all Jerry six. seinfeld walk on <laughs> it was exactly he was the he was the jerry seinfeld <laughs> of the time and i will say god he is adorable you really cannot discount no. the cute factor that because of his stunted growth for whatever reason they say is or not related to his kidney problems when he was a kid but he is so fucking cute and kids button and he is we did look up his age. He is eleven years old here. So he's actually older than Kim Fields. Yeah. But he's just he looks five. He's, he's exactly. And that's like could there did be Did they ever
0: establish was he playing five?
1: No. Or was he was he like no. No, eleven he was... and
0: just stunted growth? And they just never
1: mentioned it. Yeah. No, they did they did do an episode where he went to a doctor and it was kind of a when am I gonna start to grow? When am I gonna start to grow? And the doctor did come in. It was a female doctor. And she said, um, Arnold, you are going to grow to be five feet tall. Like, that was a big uh, blow to him. Like, I'm not going to be tall. That's when I, quote, unquote, start to grow. That's as far as it's going to get. I'm never going to be big people size. Well,
0: even worse, you're going to spend the rest of your life saying, no, I won't say what you're talking about, Willis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she just told him that. Yeah. That's... He could have ended it right there. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> that would have been a No, no.
1: Anyway, and once again, thanks to the OK Google in my living room, we did check to see uh, Gary Coleman, who died very young at the age of 42. He ended up growing to 4 foot 10, did it say? 5 feet tall. No, I said, I said 5 feet tall. Is what they said on the TV show. And oh. the, Google, the Google told us he didn't even make it that far. I feel oh. like it said he was four foot ten, Okay, uh, is how tall he grew. And um, yeah, anyway, super duper cute. We're 11 years old. And his reason for showing up late is he's hiding out in the car because coming to a girls' school, the girls, for lack of a better term, molest him. Yeah. He's, I talk about, he's constantly being pinched and tickled and squeezed. And, you know, I'm not a fan of non-consensual molestation, but I totally understand. Are you a fan of consensual molestation? Consensual (laughs) molestation. Sure. I'm not sure that's technically molestation. All right. But what (laughs) I'm saying is, you look at that kid, knowing he's 11, you're like, yeah, that's kind of wrong. But if he was four or five, if he was a toddler i get sure. why people would be like oh you're so cute can i pick you up can i mm. i mean he was but even
0: at 11 when you look at him you don't know he's 11 you're like oh my god i want to eat your cheeks yeah it's they're not your butt cheeks no, your, your cheeks.
1: <laughs> no i didn't i didn't infer that but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's,
0: he's goddamn adorable he is
1: adorable so and his just... arrival in this episode is like yes we needed that we yeah. needed this cute factor Especially because we were young gay boys watching this and the girls weren't doing nothing for and us. And even
0: Todd Bridges wasn't doing it for me no, at that time.
1: No, Todd Bridges, the only living <laughs> remaining cast. That's not funny. <laughs> it's Why would funny. You? He, when, when Charlotte Ray died, he tweeted, R.I.P. my entire cast. Of well, different.
0: Mary Jo Catlett's still alive, you <laughs> asshole.
1: Oh. Well,
0: I, I'm going by Todd Bridges, what he said I'm saying it, not calling you an asshole I'm calling Todd Bridges, Mary Jo Catlett probably <laughs> saw that tweet It was like, you fucking dick
1: <laughs> And by the way, we do know somebody related to Mary Jo Catlett We do, and every but... time I
0: open all Hello Dolly <laughs> program I take a picture of it and send it to him Oh yeah? Because she was in the original Broadway production of Hello Dolly Whom did she play? Ernestina Shut up I'm up
1: Shut! Come I did on. not know that
0: Mary Joe Catlett. Mary Joe Catlett. Wow. Did it? Did it like forever? Did it with Ethel Merman? Did it with everybody? Yeah. With Pearl Bailey? Yeah. Well, no, not Pearl Bailey. Oh yeah.
1: That, <laughs> she didn't. They didn't just give her some extra nope. makeup or nope. something. Even then, 1965. I'm sure they would have been like, you know, it's just one girl in blackface. Yeah. On the sh-. who's gonna notice? We have. <laughs> Mm-hmm. i'm i it's very early to go that much of a deep delve into my inappropriate comedy and start using inappropriate words for comedic ironic purposes we're just sure. going to stay over that sure. so we have gotten exactly four minutes into this episode
0: oh my god um okay we well, have okay. fast forwarded so.
1: so and mrs garrett does say oh mr drummond i'll be back i yeah. just need to so even she didn't think the show she was going to work out, out well, yeah. even she was like oh fuck, no this yeah. is not going to work um so, uh, Blair is the first to make some type of an observation about Cindy. And well, because
0: Cindy's trying to get her let her her rope around her ankle. What? what Cindy's this? trying to tie Blair's leg up.
1: Oh, okay. For like trying hog... to
0: do the tug of war thing, oh. and she's got her ankle in her hand. So this leads to Cindy's foot
1: fetish that we hear so much mm, about later that, on. I, it never stops. No,
0: and. <laughs> But she tries to up. She goes, you're strange. Yeah.
1: This is, she uses the, first the word. first time she says strange. She uses it three times. Yeah. Three times throughout the episode. The word that Blair uses is straight You're strange. Yeah. Because you're tomboyish and you're talking, you know, you do things that boys do and all that. Anyhow, so that's the first time we drop the word strange. Mm-hmm. Then enter Mr. Bradley and Mrs. Ms. Mahoney. God bless <laughs> Is that her name? Miss Mahoney Yes Oh
0: that overbite
1: Yeah <laughs> She, If she sneezed She'd bite herself In the chest It looks yeah.
0: like Mimi Hines walked in That's two Mimi Hines References
1: <laughs> Wow show, I'm welcome. D- Bravo sir um, But yeah So we were talking About this before That we are the Again these are New characters New show. So we're quickly Establishing Mr. Bradley Is the new headmaster mm-hmm. And he's here To shake things up But he's also A bit of a Bumbling buffoon Yeah
0: he has another rules for girls.
1: Yeah, and very quickly we establish he wants to because of the festival. He thought let's be lenient and late, Layton and and Leighton, find a word for me. Let's make the curfew later. Mm-hmm. Miss Mahoney, on the other hand, has a bet. No, but this is after Molly Ringwald kind of schools him on the fact that they are women. They're women, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if if you could. Right. If you could smell and synchronize your period to ours, you would understand that, Mr. Bradley, but you cannot. Um, so the deal is, we quickly establish, oh, okay, Miss Mahoney is the traditionalist, mm-hmm. and mister we're positioning her and Mr. Bradley as the, as the upstart, as the, as the renegade that's going to yeah. mix things up and, ooh, we've got conflict now. Yeah. Because we're probably not going to get that out of Charlotte, right? No. She's there for the warm fuzzies. She's um, there for the very long camera shots
0: waiting to go to commercial. <laughs> where she's not really sure how to react to <laughs> You're making me snore.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. It's one of those. That
0: was a really long that camera shot. That was
1: We'll get there. We'll okay. get there. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, what else do we have to cover here? There is a harvest dance and there will be a harvest queen. Mm-hmm. And Blair has previously been voted harvest queen. And when it is brought up that, oh, perhaps Cindy would like to compete for that or go to the dance. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I don't have clothes because all I have is jock straps. <laughs> Whatever she's... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they quickly come up with a, oh, and Natalie makes a comment. I have a dress that you could borrow. My mom bought it for me and it was the wrong size. And well, I grew out of it before I could grow into it. Yeah. That's probably the closest thing to a fat joke they yeah. ever do. Because Mindy Cohn herself, and this is absolutely something to commend it, they never did a show about Natalie being fat. There was never no. a fat thing or a you know, a an outfit she couldn't fit into or whatever. They never, ever treated Natalie as the fat girl. She was just right. one of the girls. She just was. Yeah. You could see it. And that's like and in this era, seventy nine to eighty uh eighty eight, it's like fuck that was not that was not a good time for fat women no and um yeah well we we find more of that in episode two as far as pretty shaming and we will be getting into that next episode um so we once again refer to Blair calls Cindy strange because she thanks Sue Ann for helping her to get ready and molests her. And says, and, I love you. Yeah. While she's
0: in mid-hug and mid-orgasm, I think.
1: <laughs> I, I she's don't humping think, her. I don't think she's, she's climaxing. Okay. I don't think so. She, Not no, at all. The
0: alarm clock didn't go off until later in the episode. Yeah, Oh, ex-
1: <laughs> uh, dear. So then... Um, uh, Mrs. Garrett romance Arnold girl problems that. okay so from this we now go to the next scene which is up in Mrs. Garrett's room where she has a sewing machine sure she does like you do well,
0: what else is there to do there are only three channels she's a, she's
1: a den mother she's a den mother she's a den mother who also has the credentials to be a nutritionist we find out in yeah. <laughs> in 13 more episodes yeah, yeah. like like you do I, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm a housekeeper I clean toilets yeah I, I'm qualified to watch girls at school and I'm Qualified to create a menu to nourish our children, and
0: she made a pretty low-cut dress
1: for um, for for Cindy. <laughs> well, she was she was altering Natalie. It was a Natalie dress, remember? Yeah. So she was altering it to okay. fit her. But in this scene, she's talking to. Um, we find out that Miss Mahoney has
0: gotten Miss in a while,
1: Mahoney, and they have positioned. I know. Get yourself off the floor for this shocking twist. That is Miss Mahoney and Mr Bradley, who are at complete odds with how they want to run the school, there also might be a romantic spark there for them. Yeah. So wow. If I can think of a less appealing will they or won't they arc <laughs> I I think this would this would qualify. I I can't think of one less uh, uh, no.
0: And just, you, you think they're working really hard to keep so many people employed. Uh, like in this first season, it's like, oh, like the writers had to be like, this isn't worth it.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> we don't, can yeah. we stop writing for these yeah, two? I need to, it's like, f- what are fuck, we going to do with we, them? Just okay, get rid of them. Don't here, explain it. Just yeah, Here's the first of draft of the episode. Half of the characters don't have lines. It's like, we can't, it's like. And this was, and I'm, we're going to, let's, okay, another little sidebar. This is before the day of A story and B story. This is where I believe till its last episode, Facts of Life was a show where we had one story per episode. Rarely did we ever, maybe we did later on. Very minor
0: little mentions.
1: Yeah, but to, I mean, not like to the level no. that Friends and Seinfeld, no, no, not where TV evolved no. as a medium. This was one story, one episode. So it's like we have one... Layer. Golden
0: Girls, kind of the same way. Like there would be a mention of a side story, like Sophia's, you know... Yeah. Birth. Yeah, it would
1: like, yeah. Yeah. And of course the challenge... Sophia's
0: got a job and she's got a reason to walk through the kitchen twice in the show. Uh, yeah, Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it but wouldn't it be, we'd never see her, her at the anything. job. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there were Friends episodes where they never saw each other. Like right. There's one where Chandler's locked in a kiosk for an ATM. Like, it won't unlock, so he's stuck in there with a pretty woman. And the entire episode is, how does he talk to this pretty girl? And that's the whole thing. And then we cut over, and, you know, Rachel and Ross and Monica are doing their thing, and then Phoebe and Joey are doing another... I mean, Friends was... They had they had fewer characters on Friends, and we got... And more a Minimum of three storylines, hmm. which... I mean watched Friends. What? You never watched
0: Friends. I was supposed to be I was I auditioned for
1: it. You did?
0: Lisa Kudrow got the part.
1: She did. She
0: slept with the directors.
1: Oh no. And the
0: camera guy and the script guy. <laughs> Stop. And Ross and Rachel.
1: They're wow. Abused. At the same time. Anyway, so I'm going to point out the fact that A story B story was not a thing here. No. So they had one linear story. Seven girls, Mrs. Garrett, Mr. Bradley, Miss Mahoney. And in this episode, we also had to have lines for Mr. Drummond, yeah. for Gary Coleman, for, for Arnold and Willis. It was like, holy fuck. Because we're paying them overtime to they, do this. <laughs> they're getting, they're the best paid ones on this damn They are. Gary Coleman is going to break that. We can't use Gary. We have to. His salary is double everyone else's combined. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Uh, Um, uh, uh, So uh, we, yes So uh, yeah, back to the whole We have too many uh, I I don't think we can overstate
0: This wasn't even an attempt at a a B plotline As much as it was quote unquote character development That scene in there Just to show like, I guess the adults watching That like, oh, don't worry, wink wink There's going to be adult situations It's it's going to be
1: more than periods And boy crazy stuff oh We we actually never did They never did go for the Go for the menstrual, I don't think. And probably for the better that they didn't. No, um, that was that time that Mrs. Garrett asked Blair if she was riding the cotton pony. That's... Oh, no, that was Mama's family. That was on Never Carol mind. Burnett. That was a blooper. That's an outtake. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we go to... <laughs> um, Sue Ann and Tootie, it's like, oh, good, we can have two girls come in and tell Mrs. Garrett that Cindy is upset and in a room. That's lines for two more of the girls. Yep. So in comes Sue Ann and Tootie on her roller skates. And they're like, Cindy is upset and she's in a room. So Mrs. Garrett goes in to her room mm-hmm. to be, again, what Charlotte Ray does best. Charlotte Ray is so, I'm, I'm not being ironic here when I say, it. when it comes to the nurturing, motherly, holding it close to my bazoom. I mean, she is so good at that. Mm-hmm. I think I think better at that than delivering some of the comedic lines. But, you know, I don't want to speak Ill, you, sir. speak Ill of yeah. the dead. Um, so what Matthew re- referred to earlier is, you know, she's like, what are you upset about? She's like, well, all the things that Blair said, blah, blah. maybe I'm not normal. And then we have to have a cutaway reaction shot of Mrs. Garrett. And then we need to hear the, the dubbed in clap of the audience and the slow fade to commercial, because they faded out back in these days to commercial. Yeah, it was for wasn't days. Verbal. And so it's a long clap and a long fade, and therefore. Where the writer's like, we got nothing. <laughs> this is going to be a 30 second
0: unedited shot. We
1: have an, an, an uncomfortably long shot of Charlotte Ray just standing there blinking slowly. <laughs> And, like she's having a stroke, it's almost. Like, it's like, oh, God, go to commercial now. We're, go. And cut. cut. God, and somebody yell cut? Somebody yelled,
0: God. Oh, <laughs> like when she's done, she put her hand on her face, like massaged her face. Like I've been holding that forever.
1: Yeah, it's bad. So we were watching the DVD of this, of course, and it fades out. And then it immediately fades back into... A close-up of Charlotte Ray's chest mm. and her punching her hand in the 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 baseball, the the boyish yeah. baseball glove that. Which you have to wonder, Charlotte,
0: was the irony lost on her, about or was she like punching like, the glove? We're gonna talk about lesbians. and I'm gonna punch this I'm gonna mitt. Punch this mitt. I'm just yeah, get my fist in this mitt. Yeah. I have to wonder. if She was like. The director was like. Told her what, to do and she's like you want me to talk to this girl about lesbianism while I'm punching a mat? Yeah. Okay.
1: It's like, okay. Come um, on. Okay. It's, yeah. And then she says, well, Mrs. Garrett, all I think about are sports. And she says, that's not a thing that girls are into. And Mrs. Garrett goes, oh, I can, think, I can think of girls like Billie Jean King, like <laughs> Martina Navratilova. No, she doesn't say Martina <laughs> She names some other, how shall I say, um, handsome women. Yeah. Some strong women. Um, gee, crap. I started to write them down and I didn't.
0: Um, but yeah,
1: Nadia Comaneci. Nadia Comaneci, who, who who was straight, had a, sure, had an affair with a married man and kind of went off. She but was Russian. the Lindsay. L- she was the Lindsay Lohan of her time. A Romanian. Ro- so yeah, she was Romanian. So so not gay or European. Feminine. Yeah, <laughs> probably had a bush the
0: size of a oh, no. you know, a macrame owl.
1: Oh dear. So then we talk about Cindy is like, Well, I'm fourteen, why am I not into boys? And Mrs. Garrett says, Well, my my wisdom story. This this entire series is going to have a a never ending barrage of bad Charlotte Ray impressions yeah. by myself and all my guests. Sure hunker down kids yep. I wish it were better it, it is what it is and she it's something like I remember a time when my mother said oh there will come a day when your time clock will start ticking mm. I'm making the punching movement because mm-hmm. you do that when you're Charlotte Ray and then you'll grow and I got curvier and curvier mm-hmm. so just give it time and your your time clock will start ticking when it's ready and I'm not sure that's a positive message. Why do you not think that's a positive message? The idea is, oh, no, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just the normal part of you hasn't kicked in yet. Ah, uh, okay. You see what I mean? As opposed to saying, so what? There are girls who are into sports, and there are girls, and there are some girls, I mean... This was 79. She's not going to say there are some girls who are like, Lincoln like, in the cooter and you could be one of them. And that's totally fine. And you'll have no problems over the next couple of decades of your life. No. And that's, to say that. I'm aware that's not going to happen. But the, the idea that there's there is a subliminal or not so subliminal message about, uh, honey, you're just not there yet. You're just you're. I, I don't know how to say it better. The normal part of you yeah. will kick in. It's gonna happen.
0: That's a good point. You're gonna stop liking sports and while you wanna go Yeah. And it's like, but no, not all girls. But you have to wonder because when they got the Pop Culture Award on the T V Land show, the the T V Land Awards. Yeah. They gave them the Pop Culture Award and Charlotte Ray went up there and said, All my girls <laughs> ended up straight <laughs> <laughs> And she meant like None of them went to jail. None of them oh, went to jail. Oh, okay. But yeah, she's sad. And she's got her yeah, finger me and and like strokes, Yeah, meaning
1: not different strokes. Yeah, where I had a she's, bunch of hooligans. She's declaring, <clears throat>
0: like, oh, my girls ended it up straight. <laughs> and you can see the cast behind her, like, Jerry Jules behind her going, um, Oh
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I forgot Jerry Jules' game. Yeah.
1: I totally forgot that. Yeah. Oh, we'll get into that in the... <laughs> I season think you, I, two. I think you need see, I want you here to do all this deep dive at the beginning, but I'm not sure. I, I I'm not sure we could do the cousin Jerry episode without Why? you here. Oh, but anyway, like a guest spot. We could do it. I I hope you'll be a frequent guest. Um, I hope everybody will be a frequent guest because I'm afraid I'm gonna up doing <laughs> this alone when I discover I don't have as many friends as I thought that is I did. Shut your face. Um. Okay, so Mrs. Garrett dispels her advice, and Cindy feels better. She holds the dress up to her and lets her hair down. She's like, oh my God, I do look like a girl. I'm going to be normal. Phew. Um, and then we come back downstairs. <laughs> and Mr. Bradley comes in saying he's going to have a talk with Cindy and continues his stammering, bumbling stupidity. And in this one, Mrs. Garrett thwarts charming, so- there's no malice in it. He's agreed charmingly that's you know what that's true he does not there, there's not arrogance or bluster about him like Mr. i feel Grandma. like
0: i remember him being a dick when i think about the first season but now that i watch it, that episode again so i'm like there was no. no malice in him no
1: it's true he was he, he was, was benign a, yeah yeah he wasn't yeah
0: i'll, I'll give like you he that he had a good intention of going over and having a good a talk to this girl to he this girl to
1: tell her not to lick the cooter um, he was gonna make her really hate dick yeah <laughs> and so um since okay. Blair was the instigator since Blair was the one who started this downward spiral let's let me let you explain what happens next
0: well what ha- happened was Blair <laughs> is all done up and just yeah. gorgeous gorgeous god damn just if I've, I had looked like her in 1979 when I was 16. <laughs> Uh, Blair would have had eight kids by season five. <laughs> like I would have been at the free clinic every weekend. <laughs> she is Just I mean, I mean yeah. No wonder Joe fell in love with her the minute she <laughs> took her <laughs> motorco- motorcycle
1: hat off. <laughs> But, no one t- now there was an appealing will they or won't they?
0: There's a very <laughs> the great Blair interview.
1: and show <laughs> sexual tension. There's
0: a very great interview of some dude sitting on his couch in LA interviewing Lisa Welchel and he's gay and she's lovely. Um Yeah, though though very Christian and but, Republican, but 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 gay friendly. But just a real Christian. Yeah. Like, and she talks about it on the show. Yeah. But he says, um, he says, can we just talk about Joe and Blair? It was like, you guys were a married couple. <laughs> and she addresses it. And she talks about it. And she's like, and if that's what people saw, then that's what people saw. Yeah. You know? Sure. But Anyway. Um. I'm... So she's looking gorgeous. <clears throat> she's looking. And just her pert little 16-year-old titties are just are, so they right. They are
1: up to her chin. And just lovely. And she probably doesn't have a bra on.
0: Probably not. Probably not. Probably had to turn the heat on. In yeah. This, so we didn't get headlights
1: for a 16 year old <laughs> chickens or done or band-aids over them or something but she this... I want to reiterate we are two gay men so it is not yeah. misogynistic or inappropriate that we are pointing out I how may have very genuinely clear, beautiful she was like
0: Linda Carter and oh, Lisa my. Welcher were the only two women I
1: actually like thought about in that way Oh, see, I never thought about. Oh, I wanted to be. I mean, I was aware they were bad. I was aware that, and I had I had a Farrah Fawcett poster and a Linda Carter poster. But I didn't know what it meant to be her boyfriend when I thought these thoughts. Yeah, you thought you get to do her hair and yeah, we get to hang out and and she's gonna spin around and I get to wear outfits. She, I I could, she could take her clothes off and I could put other clothes on her. Right,
0: and I could dress (laughs) her up.
1: But she's just gorgeous. She is,
0: and um
1: she's mrs garrett mrs
0: garrett calls her a slut <laughs> she basically
1: slut shakes
0: it's like the door slams and she's like let's get <laughs> real bitch yeah
1: yeah she's like i'm gonna wreck you
0: 16 <laughs> year old girl
1: <laughs> like you calling my little friend a lesbo
0: oh no you didn't maybe that's why they now ask for people like her in her position to have like child psychiatry degrees, <laughs> uh, because this uh, probably maybe. isn't the
1: best yeah, way. Maybe even a, a, an associates in social work, uh, something even something yeah, childhood even, education. Yet yeah, from Devry, we'll take it, but just something care. because yeah, she basically conflict
0: resolution doesn't mean making the other girl
1: feel like a <laughs> slut exactly
0: but the technique
1: and and it but you know what by it god works.
0: it works <laughs> it, was. it was very andy it show was. way of
1: doing it. but what she was doing was she was saying well because you're dressed so pretty like that clearly you're a girl on the move and you do a lot of stuff with and she's like i don't i'm not that kind of and she's like well it's all just a... she basically is saying well blair appearances can be deceiving and you shouldn't judge people based on how they appear right because right now you appear like you appear like you're whore. selling your shit yeah <laughs> and little boys named david and matthew would clearly buy it would clearly
0: buy it and not know what to do <laughs> yeah to exactly
1: and they're all. and they are also underage at this point so it's completely appropriate. oh yeah there were no felonies happening <laughs> this is the 70s it was Please. the decade of love <laughs> So um so that's her teaching Blair her lesson and putting her in her place and very quickly
0: and in 22 minutes Blair can hug a lesbian and not feel bad about it
1: Exactly. So everything is good the festival happens the girls come back yep. we now get to see Cindy in her dress looking like a girl thank god mm-hmm. and she is up for harvest queen but she loses to yep. Blair which is a nice little Yeah. Touch of reality. I was going to say, they couldn't make it. That would be pushing it, you know.
0: Which is an interesting thing to me, because, like, of the four girls throughout the whole episode, the whole series, we're kind of taught that Blair's kind of a bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yet, always when... Winning beauty pageants, always winning oh, talent yeah. shows, always winning the leading and the star in the show. Like, yeah. She's always kind of the most popular girl, yeah. too. Yeah, she's...
1: The, I mean... Why'd they
0: write her to be such a condescending bitch, then? Why would <laughs> she a little bit she, nice?
1: We... You know what? In the Trump era, maybe we need to bring back Blair Warner as the symbol for white, entitled... They're uh, bringing rich, back the, one- the Golden girls. girls. No.
0: With Lisa Welch? Okay. No. The owner or the own network is retooling it uh, with an all-black cast, and uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but Cicely it's on over Tyson. Facebook. Um, is she still high? Felicia Rashad is Dorothy? Oh
1: no! Did we learn nothing from Steel Magnolias? I don't remember who the <laughs> other people were, but they're black. We we learned nothing,
0: <laughs> and I'm, I'm I don't mean to sound like.
1: Uh, that, yeah, like, no, noth- nothing, there's nothing they're wrong black. with, with black. They're it's, black. It's black. it's the retool. But did we learn nothing from Steel Black Nolias? <laughs> oh, with Queen no. Latifah, no, we did. not Again, movie that no one wanted, did not need to be made. Again, nothing to do with the racial component. It's just, why did you, why? Anyway, moving on. Um, so why, why do we get on that? They're remaking Cindy. Oh, and to, the last bit of it was. Cindy goes to Mrs. Garrett and says, well, the boy at the dance winked at me. And guess what? <gasps> Your time clock started ticking. <laughs> and she's like, yep. And you watch and,
0: that now thing. They're going to talk about period. Yeah.
1: You're like, so did, did you have a carry in the shower moment? <laughs> Uh, No, but that's it. And you even said to me, you said, so are they talking about periods? And I'm like, I don't think, I think they just mean about, again, at some point, the normal part of you will kick in because teenagers are abnormal Mm -hmm. and gays are abnormal. So the two often go hand in.
0: It'll go away.
1: Yeah. It'll just, you know, do its thing. Anyway, so everything gets wrapped up. But I I do want to say about Lisa Welchel, about, mm -hmm. I think, what makes her so appealing as Blair and the writers did support this. This episode is really a good introduction to her because, like you say, she is the condescending bitch. She is snobby and privileged and entitled. But when the chips are down, the thing is, she's she does have a heart underneath all of that. Yeah. And they they real I mean she's not Sue Sylvester on Glee where you were like you are an irrevocably irredeemable. See you next Tuesday. Yeah. You are a horrible human being even in the moments when they try to make you look human it's like no the bad shit you do yeah is just beyond varsity level offenses yeah. to humans and uh i'm, I'm very opinionated about glee because i that's a show i love to hate yeah. um but no and and lisa Welch was so appealing as a performer and so goddamn beautiful mm. so we just love that it's they very smartly latched onto that i think that was a good move and that's one of the things they did get right in this as the series progresses i'm probably going to be like oh here's where they start fucking up player
0: well i feel like she got even as she got like natalie she she got her own little comic chops
1: going oh oh totally yeah and and you know and we haven't you realize you know what we do not have yet we do not have the catchphrases Remember we had what you oh, talking yeah. about. Willis was well, like, well,
0: because they're like, who are we gonna give a catchphrase to?
1: Well, the black girl, because we had dynamite for Jimmy Walker. That doesn't we, come until um, the um, marijuana episode. Is that first season There's or second be season? Trouble. trouble. Yeah. But we also have Blair. This is one of my. Well, clearly I need to come up with one of my brilliant ideas. Yeah. And uh, and girls, girls was sort of a thing, but that was. That was it. It was just those three. There were no yeah. But the catchphrases, and it's interesting that they, well, I guess maybe they were trying to see what organically would come because, you know, you can't force it. You no. just can't force that stuff. No. But that, it clearly did have. They're like, oh, that's it. Trouble. That's the 2D thing. Yeah. We're, we've got our next what you talking about, Willis. Yeah. Um, I look forward to my first discovery of that in the future. Um. So the this episode is been done. Lovely. <laughs> has it been? Yes. It, is it? yeah has it been yeah. so okay so as a um sort of uh, just a, a quick like last thing you, you did watch the show growing up mm-hmm. in its first run how and, dare you and I I did too I'm bitch I'm not calling you out for any age stuff but... go on <laughs> uh, so it was I'm just I'm just always curious what the show meant to people so I watched it and I like I always say that to me the 70s this now I'm calling it a 70s show The seventies were so weird because there were so many shows with women at the helm. We had one day at a time. We had Alice. We had one. And yet, this was the first show where the entire cast was female.
0: Me and Mr. Bradley, though, Um, or the the entire lead cast. Yeah. Especially in the second season. Yeah. Once we got rid of that dead show that ever did that. Wow. That didn't have boys. Huh. you'll have to have a special like a very special episode about the spin-off attempts there were like seven
1: different spin-off oh, the attempts the entire but... final season is like a barrage <laughs> like, of somebody... backdoor pilot backdoor pilot backdoor pilot. they're yeah. like please we don't we 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 want the work we don't want we want to stop this show but we don't want to stop working Natalie wants
0: to stop this show but she's open to another
1: one yeah it's um, I, i'm going to new york <clears> to <throat> hang out in a bohemian apartment with david spade with david spade. Um, and uh, uh What's his name The guy Richie Richard Grieco Grie, Grieco Is that the name From 21 it? Jump Street Yeah I think it's That was Johnny Depp was Richard Grieco in that too
0: I don't know Yeah <laughs> Well um, So what did Facts of Life mean to me Yeah Now this is where I have my Blair moment Yeah have your Blair moment um, I had zero friends mm. So My world Mm-hmm. revolved around TV mm-hmm. and um my imagination. Mm-hmm. So I was Same in here. my head, um, every Friday I would get to hang out with my friends. Oh. And when it was in syndication at like ten AM, mm-hmm. I would if I was sick at home <gasps> from school, Fuck yeah. Like it just it was uh, a happiness that, and a comfort level Oh yeah that I had that I didn't have anywhere else mm-hmm. and like I'm, I have a real hard time with final episodes Oh like I'm happy that this show didn't really have a final episode Yeah Agreed. and that it, fin- and it actually to me the final episode was when Mrs. Garrett left Agreed and so Yeah um, but like I can't watch the Golden Girls final episode Oh because it's our, devastating. Especially being so close to B, it's difficult to watch. Yeah. But it um so it was like hanging. it was literally like I not getting to hang out with my friends.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> well, I totally I absolutely feel that. I was the same way. I again I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, I would assume you were not a very athletic child. Mm, no. Yeah, I was not either. And so because typically the boys played sports and stuff in my neighborhood and i did have two friends that were neighbors but they moved away when i was probably you know second or third maybe third or fourth grade and at that point it was like well i i don't have any other neighborhood friends i had friends at school but with with that with their departure i dove i immersed myself in television it was the same thing it was like you know going to it was hanging out with your friends and it was, it was this thing you could count on and it was, and it, and it involved expanding our creative minds. It was in many ways, our education mm. because we grew up to be comedic actors and I know so much of my comic timing oh, is, yeah. is watching John Ritter on three's company or, or even, I mean, Indy cone or uh, yeah. we will find later in this series, Mackenzie Aston. He is fucking awesome. You just had a crush on him, and I, I didn't really watch the shows when he was on it. Uh, and I was, and I was in college at that point. That's really creepy. Is this when Cinnamon was C- on?
0: C- what? Remember when cinnamon was no, on? No, I do, ugh, oh my god, I, I dread up by this I fact. dread
1: when I oh have god.
0: to. Oh god, the episodes of this covering seasons eight and nine are. Gonna I be
1: know, fun. I know. I'm. It's funny. You'd I'm have hunkering to do them down
0: all in one season. <laughs> in
1: the I'm. I'm hunkering down on season one. Like this is going to be the slog. I forget oh. eight and nine are going to be. It's going to be tough. Be tough. <laughs> wait till Natalie loses her virginity. Oh, I that snake. one I can't wait for to snake <laughs> to snake. <laughs> oh. What was the, oh, god, anyway? This I has totally been fun. this is this has been. I hope it is my intention that you will be back. Whether That's the outro music, and so the outro music will be edited in later. Oh, okay, and everything, but for now, we can just say goodbye. Thank that you, Matthew Arder. I love you, darling. I love you too. So, that was Matthew Arder. God, he's so fucking funny. He makes me laugh so bad. Thank you so much for listening. Please come back. Share me with your friends. You can rate and review and subscribe it on your favorite podcatcher. You can write to me, comment on social media. The show is everywhere on the internet, and it's all branded under Face the Facts Pod. You have to drop the lets, and it's just Face the Facts Pod. So, website, facethefactspod.com. Email, facethefactspod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three handles, face the facts pod. Next week I'm back with season one, episode two, like mother, like daughter, with my guest and my good friend Martin Kunz. I hope you will join me. Thank you so much for listening to this show. And remember, the facts of life are all about you.
0: Let's Face the Facts was created, produced, written, hosted, and edited by the wonderful David Almeida. Our theme song was beautifully arranged and recorded by Ned Wilkinson. Please visit facethefactspod.com for supplemental photos and videos, links to social media, and ways that you can support the show. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. This is Matthew Arder saying, tune in again next week for another thrilling episode of Let's
1: Face the Facts.